Hey, good afternoon. Welcome on into lunch with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. We are powered by Amherst, Illinois, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura and Munganast Burkhardt Alton Toyota. And that's where we are here on this Monday afternoon. Klaibs, we just got uh, done talking with Jamie about uh, all yeah, the things going on out here. A lot of good stuff going on out here. Uh, you know, the, the used car craze is still in vogue and they have a huge selection but they're starting to get a few more new cars in now, and they've got a better selection than you're going to find around town. So if you're looking for something for yourself or your family, I'd start here because whether it's used or new, they're going to have something for everybody. So come on out and check us out uh, right here in Alton. You, you can't miss it. It's one of the biggest stores in this part of the town. So just come on in, check it out, and I uh, know you had one of your friends came in and bought a car. Here. Yeah, I was uh, I was emceeing a uh, my, my kid's school auction the other night, all the way out in uh, in Belleville, and, and had somebody come up to me and say that they they were looking for a car for their older son, their 16 year old son. They and they came out here to Alton and they asked for the Joe Roderick special. I didn't know they had one, but I'm glad they do. I mean, I was told uh, they got a lower price than what they initially were uh, were given, so I guess it worked. So. I mean, I was going to say, you asked for the Mike Claiborne special, they might just give you a car for free. I don't know well, how that's... I don't that, know about uh, free, but I'm sure it'll be significantly discounted compared to where you might go elsewhere. Yeah. I just, hey, you just walk around town and throw Claves' name around. I've learned you know that the what? past three years, and it's worked out pretty well Somebody for me. Somebody did so. that, so you'll love this story. <laughs> and I just heard about it recently. So my good buddy, Joe Lordo, was in Miami. And have you ever been to Joe's Stone Crab? I don't think so, no. One of the best restaurants in the world. Al Capone used to go there and they don't take reservations. All right. Uh, you just got to come in. And so he went in and, and, and started and found out who the major D was, went to the bus. Well, Hey, what's major D's name? Joe Roger. Hey, Joe Roger. Hey man, good to see you. Mike Claiborne told me I should come in and check with you get a good table. And initially they told him it was going to be an hour away. 15 minutes later. He Look was at sitting that. Down. Look at that. I don't even know the major D there. That's the problem. <laughs> So here's the two things. When you're really in a pinch, drop a name like, I don't know if I've ever heard of him, but it must be important. Or say you're Dr. Joe Roger. That always works. Yeah. Hey. Dr. What, who knows, or who cares? <laughs> hey, we got, uh, we got a lot to get into uh, later uh, or during, the, uh, during the show. Later on, we'll get into the Masters. But we got to start with the Cardinals, three and six to start the year. What is your level of concern nine games into the season with what you have seen not only at Bush but on TV this weekend um, against what you saw in Jupiter? Well, I'm not really concerned. Um, I guess the one thing I'm concerned about, which I, was, I told you from the beginning of spring training, this, this backup catching thing's got to change. I mean, uh, it, it didn't work last year. It didn't work in the spring, and you gave away four at bats yesterday. You, you can't have it. Plus, you got to be able to catch, and that's not happening either. Everybody's concerned about pitching, and well, you should. But I think that my biggest issue this is going to be a big test these next three games because you're in Colorado, and that's a place where your bullpen can get burnt to a crisp mm -hmm. for so many reasons. You got to find more than Jordan Montgomery didn't go beyond six innings, plain and simple. Four and two thirds, four and a third. Five, that doesn't work anymore because your bullpen will be fried before we come home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Pittsburgh and Arizona is going to give you a problem. I mean, Pittsburgh lost their best player yesterday. Arizona has really gotten off to a good start. But point being, the pitchers have to be better. They have to be able to get to the sixth or seventh inning in order to save your bullpen. 
the offense timely hitting just hasn't been there. No. I mean, you know, look at how many guys in Strand. I mean, yesterday, yeah, guys. yesterday, bases loaded and yeah. uh, strikeout, flyout, strikeout. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, so I guess my issue is it'd be different if no one was getting on base. They are getting people on base, and that'll turn around. They'll, they'll find a, a cycle in the order where you'll have two or three guys that start to swing the bat better, and they'll be okay. But I think the big issue is uh, catching, backup catching, uh, starting pitching's got to get beyond six innings. Yeah. And, you know, I know yesterday there was a big concern about why do you use modern, pinch hit modern in that situation. Now I was scratching my head too, and I know Ali thought that maybe he could run into one. I know he ran into a couple in the spring, but if you look at his track record, he's never run into yeah. with any consistency. So I don't Ali, know. What and they Ali, sat, Ali sat there and answered, though. Yeah. Ali, he sat there and answered the question, which Ali will I, always I know. Answer the question. Yeah, and that's something that I, I think fans and maybe media expected back in the Tony LaRusa years where you would ask him a question, Hey, why'd you do that? Yeah. And he would sit there and he would lay it out for you piece by piece as yeah. to why he did that. And that was something that <clears throat> Matheny really didn't do no. much of. And, and that, you know, there, there was frustration there. Mike Schilt would do it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I was very transparent when it comes to that. Um, and that's what you asked for yeah, in that, that situation. You know if you're, if you agree or not, you yeah. say, okay. I don't right. agree, but you know what? That's I get why it. you. That's why it's your job. That's why yeah. you know you got the numbers in front of you, and and that's why yeah. I always say, always remember, the manager has more information mm -hmm. than you or me or any fan. And when when you think about why he made a move, maybe somebody didn't have good numbers against somebody, or maybe somebody was parked, maybe had a little injury, they were trying to conceal. There's always something to it. These guys who are managers in Major League Baseball aren't all stupid. OK, they got there for a reason. Now, sometimes the moves may not work or they may be a little short on talent, but it's not because they have a lack of information. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, the you know, I, I figured going into this year, I thought Jordan Montgomery was going to be your your best starter. I, I thought he was going to put up the best numbers of any starter from what we saw mm -hmm. after they acquired him last year. I figured having a whole whole spring, winter, spring, I thought that this would be the Jordan Montgomery that we would see. The the Jack Flaherty issues with the walks two games in, with 13 walks two games 13, in, yeah. how much of that do you attribute to having Wilson Contreras behind the plate, not Yadier Molina? Because it's it's known Yadier Molina, as far as frame rate goes, Yadier Molina was yeah. top of the list. Yeah. Wilson Contreras well, is at the bottom. Than That's yeah. the other thing. Um, I think it's a combination of things. I think your point is a valid one. I think that the issue I see with Flaherty, he'll be up two strikes and a ball, and all of a sudden it's three and two mm -hmm. with three foul, foul balls. And now it's an eight or nine pitch at bat, and that's what I think gets him in trouble. You know, he's got a really tight slider, and sometimes umpires don't give him that pitch. And then sometimes he throws across his body. I think for a guy who's very mechanical, his mechanics are not as consistent as they can be. And I think once he figures that out, and I go back to this, just pitch. Do what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of overthought with him, uh, and he's trying to be too fine. Hey, listen, if I had a defense like that behind me, I'd let him hit it. Mm -hmm. I'd let him hit it right off the end of the bat. We got what, so Matt's going tonight. Yeah, Stephen and, Matt's. Yeah, Stephen Matt's tonight, and then so Miles Michael is back at it again tomorrow. So he's – They got to get something yeah. out of Matt's tonight because, as I said – 
this this I've seen Colorado just shred a bullpen to pieces over mm-hmm. a three game series, and they swing the bat pretty well there. Uh, Cardinals do too. I'm anxious to see what Jordan Walker would do in this ballpark because from day one he's always been a line drive hitter. But if he starts hitting line drives there, somebody in the third row is going to get killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he puts puts some real muscle behind it. But I'm anxious to see what he does in, in, in Colorado. How much fun do you have in watching him through these first nine games? It's been fun. Uh, you know, something we talked about in spring training. Uh, you, you saw the first day when he hit a ball over the batter's eye in batting practice. I'm like, uh-oh. Because you say to yourself, if he can do that, then it's going to be hard to get him out. And I think the key for him has been he can hit the breaking ball. Mm-hmm. You know, fastball, you know, he, he can handle, but, but he hits breaking balls in areas that most people don't even think about swing with authority. The thing I've noticed is from first to second at bat, what he's learning. Yeah. And, yeah, and he is picking really it up yeah. real quick. Yeah, uh, right. You know, he, he'll have a bat at bat. He'll ground out in that first at bat. Next at bat, though, he seems to be on it. He knows what's coming, and he's hitting the ball a lot harder. He is a he is a quick learner. I think that what he's done, he already has made a plan B, but he also has plan C in the back mm-hmm. of his head because he's thinking they may adjust as I've adjusted. So here's here's the two things I'm going to look for compared to where I know he threw me a change up then. He may throw me another one. What if he doesn't throw me a change up? Maybe he throws me a heater. You know, I mean, you can just see the wheels turning for a young man like that. And so far, it's worked. Freddie Peralta uh, was talking about facing him yesterday. And, uh, you know, as, as many people have mentioned, talking about just its pure size. And this is a guy that has seen other big major league hitters before and said, you know, I heard about the guy. I knew he was 20-year-old rookie. He goes, and I'm standing on the mound. And he goes, when you see that standing in the plate, he goes, it's – Well, you know what? <laughs> he goes, it gets As you. he was said to me, he said – Trying to think who the picture I was talking to. He says one thing to see how big he is, but when you're standing on the mound and you still feel like you're looking up to him, mm-hmm. he said, You gotta remember, I'm standing on the mound and I still feel small against this guy. And somebody else is talking about how much of the batter's box he takes up. When he gets finished with his swing, he's covered one the back yeah. end to the front end. He has a long stride. Yeah. That's a very light. Did you watch uh did you see the mic'd up the the video of him mic'd up on opening day? I have when he's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to say that he's the same size as Alec Burleson and Burleson goes, no, I'm not 250. No. Like, <laughs> no. There's a whole lot more There's weight packed into that frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anybody would confuse him for Alec Burleson. Two different I felt bad for him because uh, Tommy Edmond told him, you know, you get to keep the truck after you go around and <laughs> you could, you could hear the excitement <laughs> in Jordan Walker's voice. <laughs> That yeah. oh I get a truck and then Tommy Evan goes no he's like you just, the, the instant disappointment that <laughs> you know, I, they do that every year to somebody you remember the year when Joe Carter gave away uh, uh he was in Toronto can't think I know exactly what you're talking was it it wasn't from McGriff was no, it no 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 George Bell no it wasn't George it wasn't George Bell uh, it was another player. And uh, Joe drove it around as if a fan was going to get the car. The guy kept looking at it and realized it was his car. Uh, but, yeah, they do that to rookies every year. And uh, Derek Bell. Yeah, Derek Bell, not George Bell. Derek Bell. Yeah, they had raffle tickets. Right. They, they had raffle tickets, and then they drove it out there. <laughs> and Derek Bell sitting there going, wait a second. <laughs> Looks like I, I know that car. No, it's, uh, somebody definitely did that to Tommy Edmond when he was a rookie. Yes, and, and Tommy's just been waiting 
waiting for that uh, opportunity yeah, to uh, to pull it off. on somebody. Else. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they're in Colorado this week. Uh, then over the weekend, the uh, the Diamondbacks come to town. Who have really? I mean, they have a young team. I've watched a few of their games, uh, late night games, and seen what they have put together with. They have another real good young rookie on their Carroll. team, Corbin Carroll, yeah. who. And the guy's fast too. Yeah, you can the, run. Uh, that outfield, not I, I believe uh, they call they I believe they call their outfield the no fly zone uh, out you there know. in Arizona now because they, the ball, ball gets hit in the air. Those three guys catch. they have out there are tracking it down. You could see them putting that together last year, and I'm glad they kept Tori Lovello, uh, good manager. Um, they took some beatings for a while, but now it's starting to come together. Um, I can't tell you they're going to win that division, but I would hate to have to go in there and get two mm-hmm. out of three against them in September uh, if they still continue to play on the level that they're playing now. So when the uh, Diamondbacks do come to town, giveaways all weekend long at Bush Stadium starting on Friday, April 14th. The Cardinals, I'm sorry, that's uh, the Diamondbacks are next week. It's uh, Pirates, Pirates yeah, this weekend. Pirates yeah. Monday, Tuesday, uh, Friday, April 14th, Cardinals host the Pirates and that night 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will receive a Nolan Arenado cycle bobblehead courtesy of Coca-Cola and Walmart. You can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions i think we might give away uh, a pair of what we have uh yes. too we'll yeah. uh, we'll give that pair away out on uh on probably on my twitter so uh, keep your eyes open for uh for that you mentioned the uh or the if pirate. you come in here in the next uh 40 minutes 30 minutes you uh you mentioned the pirates injury uh o'neill cruz sliding into home yesterday and almost a uh, fight breaking out after the yeah. uh after the play i think mostly because of the interaction between cruz and the catcher yeah. following the uh, the play that uh, that happened the pirates didn't like it very much well i, I kind of get both sides first of all o'neill didn't have a good slide uh it was awkward it was yeah. in between the second thing is you know they took this rule put this rule in where you're supposed to give the runner half mm-hmm. the play and you get the other half i've yet to see a catcher give a runner anything and this guy was upset because he thought o'neill cruz was trying to blow him up hey if he wanted to blow him up he could have blown him up mm-hmm. good uh you know, we got to, they have to do a better job of enforcing that rule because some other players are going to get hurt because these catchers are taking up the whole lane. And so I don't blame the Pirates for chirping and wanting a piece of this guy because he was chirping at Cruz when he's down, you know, injured. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know the catcher said, yeah, in a couple of days, nobody be thinking about it. But I got news for you. They, they, they won't play each other again this year. No. Yeah, so that he gets off the hook there. Yeah. I got, if that was – you, you couldn't step in the batter's box against me without expecting something to happen to you. That's one thing with these new, uh, with the the way the series are going now, you you do uh, there there are less chances yeah. for things like that to come back well, and I'll get you, you later in the year because spring training. yeah, they face each other in spring training. Pirates, no, Pirates and White Sox play on the same same side. Pirates are in Florida. That's right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, for some reason, well, you know they used to train White Sox. Used yeah, to train the they were down. Yeah. Used to be down in Sarasota. Sarasota yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait until you. Hey, you know what? Those players have long memories. They, uh, (laughs) you know, although I will say this, it's one of the things I've always had a burn on my saddle about with the Cardinals. When Johnny Peralta kicked Jason LaRue in the head in that scrum over in Cincinnati, not Johnny Peralta, uh, Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, yeah, yeah, you know, kicked him in the head. Cueto never got anything for it, never did a thing about it. And we've seen multiple players come through here, yeah. And they didn't do one thing to him, no matter what team he was on. Yeah. And I always found that to be, 
I was disappointed. Let's just put it that way. I no, I would agree with that. I think there was a a time when people expected it to happen many many yeah. times, and then now you know, and then yeah, and then, have yeah, anymore. then after a while, it just never happened. You figured it would never happen again. Hey, we are out at Munganas Burkhart Alton Toyota 850 Homer Adams Parkway here in Alton, Illinois. We got to talk a little Masters. Uh, they very wet Masters. Uh, wait, my yeah. guy, Coast, my guy won. He's my pick. John Rahm? Yes, sir. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that and get his thoughts on everything else that happened down in Augusta this past weekend right here on Lunch with Claves and Joe here at ClavesOnline.com. There's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Amron, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now, we're building a next-generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking. That's energy at work. Learn how you can participate in solar programs at AmarinIllinois.com slash renewables. Back here, lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. Uh, just wrapping up some of our Cardinal coverage. New uh, new article up right now. You go to ClavesOnline.com, you click on the articles page, or it's right there. It's in the featured uh, featured content page right there on Claves Online. Rick Hummel's new article, What's Wrong with the Cardinals? Looking at the first nine games and kind of addressing some of the issues that we are seeing with the, uh, with the club. You can go and read that right now on ClavesOnline.com, the Hall of Famer Rick Hummel, each and every Monday, bringing his insight to us here. Uh, still, still writing today in uh, in St. Louis. Uh, not fully retired just yet. We, we brought He'll him back. Retire. Yeah, <laughs> He'll never He's got too much value to so many people who read him over the last 50-plus years. So we're glad to have him on board. Uh, it's fun. We do a podcast every Thursday. We'll do one this Thursday as well to kind of shoot the breeze, not only about the Cardinals, but other things he's seen around baseball. Uh, let me ask you, um, baseball's kind of gone off to a, a choppy start. And, you know, we talk about pitching with the Cardinals. Uh, you look around the game, with the exception of Sandy Alcantara, everybody's struggling as far as pitching is concerned. I think both sides. I mean, I, so looking at it, I've watched, I have watched a lot of baseball this first week, just staying up, you know, watching some of the West Coast games, watching throughout, I cannot get a good handle on what to expect out of some of these games yet. And I I do think there is a, a lot of it, I think, can be attributed to some of the rule changes that are that are going on right now. And I, I think and that's that's all. I mean, you look at some of the uh, who, um, you know, look at Joey Gallo or Cody Bellinger, who are. They're hitting the ball. They're, yeah. they're they're hitting the ball. They're getting more hits. They're they're they haven't changed anything about it. But some of the balls are are getting through now. You're you're seeing the shift. The shift. Every game you're seeing the shift or the lack of the shift make an impact in I'm a guy seeing, getting on or not. I'm seeing so many more balls up the middle. Uh, if you're a good fielding pitcher, you can help yourself. Uh, I also think, from a pitching standpoint, you guys you have guys that come from Florida where it's humid. They got a better grip. They make the ball do some things. Then they come north. The weather's cooler and drier, and they just don't have the grip, and they overcompensate a lot of times. And I think the same can be said in Arizona. Uh, Guys are not acclimated to their environment yet. Now, Mm -hmm. that can change, or it really should change after this week. Guys have gone through this rotation twice now, and you'll start to see guys have a better comfort level uh, in what they want to do. But I think overall – 
I like what I see with regard to the rule changes. I wouldn't change anything with regard to them. Yeah, and I, I just think that it might take a few more weeks to kind of have an idea of what uh, of how some of these games are going to play out and who is uh, who's going to thrive from it, who's going to uh, struggle from it, and what some of these numbers and who some of the uh, the top players are going to be. And, uh, and I mean, Alcantara is just – he was so red hot last year, and that's just continued on mm-hmm. to uh, to this season. There's just no stopping him. But there are – I mean, there are some pitchers that I think top, – top-of-the-line pitchers that are – you know, look at look at Miles Michaelis. Let's let's talk. I mean, just you know, we'll see what he does tomorrow in Colorado. But he is a guy. He was at the World Baseball Classic. He didn't pitch on the pitch clock a whole lot. He got a lot of his work in in those WBC games. I, I don't know how much that has impacted him. I don't think it's impacted because he was a guy that was always a quick work. But still, and, just and having throw. having that clock going though, regardless uh, of. I don't, I don't, I, for him, I would say I don't think that's had as much of an impact. I think uh, when you have situations where I think he's getting, getting squeezed on some pitches, mm-hmm. and I don't think guys have found their plan B pitch yet. You know, I mean, all right, I throw a slink, sinker slider fastball, not comfortable enough with throwing my slider right now. My sinker, I can't get down enough. Now I'm just throwing a four seamer, and they're hitting it. And with Michaelis, as one example, I'm not seeing guys getting crushed. I mean, we've seen a lot of dink hits. Like the one game when uh, Toronto had, I think, like oh yeah, hits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had all like all but singles, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were, as you mentioned earlier, places that would normally been caught last yeah. year because of the shift. So I don't worry about him. Well, let me take that back. Anytime you pitch in Colorado, you worry, yeah. okay, because you just never know what's waiting. For it's April. It's it's still. I mean, you're you okay. you can maybe get. I mean. Maybe not as bad. It can get out of hand yeah. quick there. I mean, it's such a big field mm-hmm. that you just got to be careful. So we'll see. If he it keeps is. the ball down, he'll be fine. Hey, all of uh, Commission's articles brought to you by Fast Eddie's uh, right up the road here in, uh, in all. And we'll be making, they got a big deal taking place in May that will be all over. But if you're looking for somewhere to go, whether it's go watch the Masters or go hang out with your friends and family, Fast Eddie's is a place to go. Peel and eat shrimp, the Fat Eddie burger. And the, the cool thing about it is the prices are more than reasonable. Uh, cold beer you already know about. You know you got to be 21 or older. But if you're looking for a fun atmosphere, this is where you want to go. And come May, there'll be another reason why you want to go to Fast Eddie's. We, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Masters. You had uh, your your boy John Rom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know he that third round, a uh, little, uh, little iffy, yeah, on that third round. But yeah. he, he, everything else, uh, 65, 69, 73, and sixty nine. Let me so. ask you this: Did he win it or did Kepka lose it? Oh, uh, Kepka fell apart. I mean, I. So we're having this discussion yesterday, and and I don't know if you, if it's really a fact because you had three of the five guys on the live two in the top five. Does playing that extra day have an impact? So maybe for – I mean, so you you saw Phil finish second. Right. Phil has played 72 holes. The whole year. How many times in his life? Yeah. But that And that's the thing, that he is he has done this for so long that maybe it doesn't affect him as much as somebody – that somebody that got into the yeah. – you know, started getting used to but it I maybe a little more. But I would say this, though, to that. And, and I think you, you, you touch on his, his experience. But if he have not done it in a while – it's hard to get back on top of that horse. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wouldn't say Kepka fell apart physically. I just think that the physical, 
uh, the, the mental mistakes that took place compounded, and then I think the physical elements set in. I mean, all these guys compounded. But, man, you know, that second and third shot is really where guys were getting cashed in. At. And Ron played a very – an aggressively safe game is what I would say. And, I mean, and how much of the weather, too? I mean, that, oh, yeah. the, I mean that weather Think was – you, you went know. from short sleeve shirts to a parka to a sweater – the back of short sleeve all in four days. Yeah. And, and I agree. I think the weather was a huge distraction. I know I was on with Frank Cusimano on Friday, and I told him the weather was going to have a factor in yeah. this. And, and, you know, when you have that to think about, and I know how weather is for me, when it's cold and rainy, I'm distracted. I'm miserable. The uh, Just the, the video from Saturday of Tiger walking around in that, I mean that uh, we've seen we have seen him struggle on the golf course before mm-hmm. with his legs. We've you know we've seen him withdraw from from other tournaments in the past, never before the Masters. But it was almost like you know that you hear people talk about Willie Mays falling down in center field it type was, stuff. Was, but you look, yeah you right. see you see that and you're just like my God this is this good. is the best golfer yeah. ever and he can't walk from his shot to his caddy and you're you know there was. There, I don't think there was anybody that was shocked to wake up Sunday morning and see that he had withdrawn from the tournament. Yeah, that, that I, was. Uh, I mean, the fact that he stayed on the course all of Saturday, I think, is more of a shock than than him withdrawing. Nothing but guts to stay out there that long. And then um, did you see Jason Day? His, uh, I guess, he came out and uh, said the reason he withdrew from the 2022 PGA Championship was that a screw, yeah, came yeah, out and was yeah. sticking out of his leg. Yeah, like that. this. This is what we're. This is what Tiger's dealing with. That he had a screw out of it was just poking out of his leg yeah, <laughs> at a head of uh, tournament. You know, he's gonna have to think about this. And I'm sure he's thought about it countless times. So if there's a plus factor here, in two years he'll be on the at the Ascension tournament because he'll have a cart. Okay. And he'll eat that course alive. Do you think Tiger wants to play golf riding around in a cart? I think he likes to play. Yeah, he rides around the car when he's not when, when he's not on the tour. Okay, he's playing with people. Yeah, he's riding. Because I know he didn't like when John Daly had a cart a few years ago. Well, that's a different situation. John Daly, uh, you know, I don't know. No, it wasn't that. It, it was uh, he had no problem with the car because his 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 buddy who, who was at the went went to Stanford. Remember the kid who lost the the, the Oregon guy? Yeah, he yeah. uh he was golf coach up at Oregon right. recently. I can't think what his um, Casey. Yes. Somebody. Yeah. But anyway, I don't think he was. I think maybe he was to a point where if you have a real ailment, not just because you're overweight, that, that's a whole different stuff. <laughs> just a, John Daly's lifestyle led to him having a cart. <laughs> Casey Martin. Your word. Okay. Yeah, Casey Martin. <laughs> Uh, so you, know, you see the live guys, the PGA guys. We saw them play together. I mean, this was kind of the first real clash between the so uh, me, between me, the two of them. You right yeah, there. you know who the only people who are obsessed with this, or is the media, the writers, who are looking to create something. And I'm not a Sergio Garcia fan, but Sergio put a halt to it at the first day. Stop it. You know, we know each other. It is what it is. They made a decision. And it was more of a writer's issue. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you think guys are going to get in a fight on the, on the driving range? 
because you, you took the money and I didn't. Maybe not a fight, but I mean, comments would have been so, made I and mean, maybe can, a little. Why? Why? I don't think. Why are we I can't all imagine. Concerned about somebody else. I can't money. imagine the PGA players throwing punches. I mean, this isn't the Minnesota oh, so Timberwolves. Lived, lived, yeah. Lived. <laughs> now you know why they got him, ran him out of Utah. Because this is not the first situation he had. Uh, he and Donovan Mitchell were never on the same page when they were in Utah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think this is more of a writer-contrived controversy than it was players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's making money. And, and for those who want to bash and live to it, you can go right ahead. But, you know, bottom line is live has been the best thing that's happened to the PGA in years because it get, created competition and it raised the pots and it raised the ante and it created more spots for guys to get on the PGA Tour. So it isn't all bad. If you want to talk about taking blood money, that's one thing. But if that's the case, if you want to hold these guys' feet to the fire because they took blood money, then what about the companies that were sponsoring them They were also doing it in another manner somewhere around the world? So if you want to throw politics into this into this event, then you better be careful because this is too easy to be exploited. Speaking of money, if uh, if you're sitting there at a tee box and a tree falls within 10 feet of you at the uh, at Augusta National, are you are you going to work anymore no, for the listen, Cardinals? Let me tell you something. <laughs> you don't even have to be 10 feet. You know what? I got if I got hit by a pine straw, you if if that was me there, you say, who's that guy? They take it out on the stretcher. He's 50 yards away. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> I kind of felt something. My neck's a little. I'm going to tell you, that they those people were so lucky. Yes. They were so lucky. A damn Thank tree goodness, fell Two right in the them. middle. Yes. And, and didn't, uh, did not, no, and did not land on anybody. Take, like I said, if that was me out there, <laughs> you know what? I might. <laughs> You know, if you would come to the hot, well, he might be coming out of intensive care. He's he's just coming out of ICU. Uh, we're not sure. We can't figure out what's wrong, but apparently he's not well. He was in the clubhouse. Yeah, Somebody exactly. said they saw him hanging out he in the clubhouse. Yeah, the tuna salad sandwich they have out. There. Sandwich got damaged too. Yeah, uh, listen, man, I, I I'm I'm not surprised if today. That Augusta National wasn't getting sued by somebody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, there there were lawyers so fast. There mm-hmm. were lawyers getting in their car and driving down there just to ask people, "Hey, were you near it? Were you near it? What can we do?" Yeah, yeah they were. They were all over. Uh, they were all over that. But that, the, the the cleanup, how fast they clean that up. I mean, yeah, it was almost like they were prepared. But here's the thing about Augusta National. It's it's one of the great events. You know, when you think about other than. From 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 that angle, they they prepare for it every year, so they go through scenarios unlike anything we would think about. So mm-hmm. they probably have more people standing yeah. by than they have less. Hey, this is lunch with Claves and Joe. We got playoffs coming up, NBA and NHL. We will talk about that in just a, a little bit. We are out at Munganas Burkhart Alton Toyota eight fifty Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, Illinois. We will be back in thirty seconds. At St. Louis Acura, we have over 130 new Acura models in stock or on the way in March. Like the 2023 Acura MDX, get $1,500 in loyalty cash when you buy, or you can lease the MDX starting at $599 a month. Earn $1,000 loyalty cash on the 2023 Integra, RDX, or TLX, or you can save over $3,500 on our large selection of Acura courtesy vehicles. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. 
Back here, final segment of lunch with Klaibs and Joe. And if you've missed any part of the show, we'll have it up later on this afternoon on ClaibsOnline.com. And wherever you find your podcast, just uh, search for that. We'll have that up. We'll uh, also, uh, Rammer and I will be doing daily cards live before the uh, the Cardinal game tonight. They are in Denver taking on the Rockies for three before they come back home for the Pirates and the, uh, the Diamondbacks. Let me ask you something. Are you... Do you like the fact that they're playing a tough schedule early compared to playing an extended spring training team like if you open up against the Pirates or somebody like that? Yeah, see where they're at. See where, see where you're at against yeah. these teams, kind of get a look at them. And, and like some of them for some, you don't have to see it. Yeah, you right. don't have to see them again yeah. anymore. You know, it, it, it would have been nice to steal a game or two from the Braves because you and you, you figure the Braves are. The Brewers too. I yeah. mean, the Brewers and the Braves, two teams, you could have easily took two out of three mm-hmm. against you didn't you learn from it and you kind of go on from there yeah and the brewers right now playing really good baseball i don't think they yeah i don't think they hold up no as the season goes on it's so it's frustrating to lose those games against them but and the problem is you don't get as many of them no you don't so but you you know you still get games against other bad teams as the season i mean you you get to play the a's this year you know Mm -hmm. that's a that's a bad team that you get to and now you get to play it's gonna be bad that that Pittsburgh will be worse off. Yeah. Well, let's see how the Diamondbacks do who away. Gonna, who else do you think is going to be bad this year? Let's see how the Diamondbacks do because Diamondbacks started off, I believe, in L.A. and then they were home. Yeah. So let's see how they do coming to St. Louis in April. Let's see how that uh, how that works out for them. You know who's bad that I wasn't expecting to be bad are the White Sox. You know what? It's just too many moving parts of that whole situation mm-hmm. where. You got a new manager. You lose your closer. You got some other guys that are already hurt. Uh, they, 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 that's going to be an itch. That's a good point. They, they could get ugly quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and then you start do, moving stuff. I mean, they lost. You know, and if they, they do, yeah. Then do you make a move for Lance Lynn? What is what would Lance Lynn say about if you if they said, "Hey, Cardinals want you back"? He'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, would he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's nothing, no, nothing. He only had a problem with one guy. Okay, he's not here anymore. So. If that's and that, if that's the case, then I I don't see why the Cardinals shouldn't make yeah. that move for that. It, it, you know, they got a rough draw losing losing their closer to a non baseball related mm-hmm. injury. That that sucks. Well, here's the other thing. I'm I'm in the market for another starter and a, and a closer. I need two closers. Are you? We haven't seen. I mean, we've seen what one inning of Gallegos and one inning of Helsley so far I need this year. Two closers. I want to see. I I think I want to see Gallegos both of those is my guys too. Inning guy. Okay. I need another closer in the ninth inning. I don't think we've seen enough of this bullpen. Jordan Hicks, closers. I've seen enough of maybe already. Yeah, I need two closers, and he's not here on this team. Okay. I don't think the way you use your bullpen today, you can't rely on one guy to come in and close it out every. I think the era of the 45, 50 say guy, that's over because you can't throw him like that. Mm-hmm. anymore. So you need another closer. You need somebody with professional experience. Mm-hmm. You know, who else is a bad team that we didn't, uh, the, another one of the angels. Um, that's just, how can you, how can you be bad with Otani Rendon and trout all on I mean, the same team? They're fine. Like right now you look at that AL West right now, they're five and four, but the games you see of them, I mean, it really is you that Otani does this, Trout does this, Angels lose. Yeah, 
Yeah, pitching isn't what it needs to be either. But nobody else is doing anything either. That's true. There was a game the other day. I think those were the only two that got hits the rest of the game. The other seven guys went over. It's hard to watch when you do that. You're on that team. You know, they all got big contracts. But at some point, you just said, man, this, this, we're going no place right. for this year. Just right, try. NBA, let's okay. So NBA, the uh, your playoffs are set in the NBA. That starts up tomorrow with the two seven eight play in games. So remember the way it works now with the NBA play in games. Ten teams make the playoffs, but you have to earn that seven seed or that eight seed. So uh, tomorrow, the East and the West, the seven seed plays the eight seed. Whoever wins that game, they're in the playoffs. They're the seven seed. On uh, so that game tomorrow, you have first off, you have Heat and Hawks. And then you have Lakers and Timberwolves. Talk about the Timberwolves here in a second. Then on Wednesday, the ninth seed and the tenth seed play each other. So Raptors, Bulls, and then Pelicans, Thunder play each other on Wednesday. The winner of the, the games on Wednesday will then travel to the loser of the game from Tuesday, and they will play there for the eighth seed. I love it because you know what? Those four teams deserve each other. They're all evenly balanced. They all have an issue of some sort. They all underachieve. And all we're asking for you to do is win a couple of games. Yeah. And the problem is they've never been consistent. Uh, it's going to be fun. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's an ingenious idea the NBA has come up with just to create enough interest. And by the way, NBA set an attendance record this year. Did you see that? I didn't see that yeah. one, no. They, they hit they were at 97% capacity through the season. And I forgot the number of sellouts that they had. Uh, I'll try and pull it up here, but uh, I mean, some of the markets that they have this year that were good, it uh, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Some of the most, it was one of the most successful seasons they've had as a league. And when you look at some of the teams that didn't make the playoffs this year, that were expected to be good this season, Uh, Dallas and what they, uh, by the way, I hope they throw the book at, I hope that uh, David Stern and them just throw the book. Okay, so what you're talking about, if you haven't heard the story, Dallas, uh, they they kind of right, – it, so it had to do with their – so they they lost their last game. If they would have won their last game, the Knicks would have gotten their pick. Right. In the in the draft, so now they get to keep the, – the Mavericks get to keep their pick, and now the NBA is investing, investigating them for tanking. How well, many other how many other teams need to be investigated for tanking, though? Well, but see, here's the thing. I think this was so blatant to the point where even Jason Kidd kind of said, hey, this wasn't my call. He said, I'm, my, this, my, you need to talk to my bosses about this. Because, you know, you work your ass off all year, and then they say, oh, no, no, we don't, we, we don't want to win this tonight. Yeah. All right, NBA set a record in attendance, 791 sellouts compared to 2018-19 where they had 760 sellouts. The arenas were filled to an all-time – high of 97% capacity. Wow. So for those who think that the NBA is not alive and well, this is why they're going to get $60 billion in a TV deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's incredible. Charles Barkley might want to retire, but I don't know if uh, he, he'll, he'll keep working for that He's much money. I start another pie, uh, another TV show. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on CNN. I think uh, you're right with, yeah. Um, Gosh, I forgot who else is on, but we'll find out. But, you know, we yeah. got to get him on one day soon. Uh, the other thing is with these teams in the playoffs, um, it gives them hope. Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to get crushed in the next round. But although I, I'll tell you something, he said this the other day, and I agree with him, 
we're going to be hard to beat if we can keep everybody healthy. When Clay Thompson talked about the Warriors, because yeah. they got to listen. Clay he's trying to cash checks that, uh, or he's writing checks that Steph Curry's got to cash yeah. for him now in the well, playoffs. No. So no, he's no, he's been shooting the ball really well. Thompson's been Thompson might have been their best player the last two weeks. But here's the other thing. He's right because if they can figure out how to play a little bit better defense on the road, they can get to the finals because the West is not as – they're good teams, but they can beat Denver. They can beat the Lakers. Lakers they damn sure going to beat Sandy, uh, uh, Sacramento. If the Lakers beat Minnesota – and to, they're going to beat Memphis tonight, because or, Memphis has lost Stephen Adams. So it's, it's, I should say tomorrow. So it's the games are uh, tomorrow, the 7-8 game. So Lakers win, they get the they Grizzlies. Get, they, yeah. And you know what? They can beat the Grizzlies because – Lakers had the second best record in the NBA yeah. in the second you know half what? of the, the season. The Grizzlies don't have anybody can stop uh, if he's healthy, if he plays. Uh, they're center. And now Stephen Adams is out. They, I don't, I don't, I think the Grizzlies, they got some real problems because he was a leader. Mm -hmm. He gave them a rim protection and he was one of the strongest guys in the league. They, they're going to miss his leadership. They're going to miss his skill set. Uh, the, the other West, ones we know, other series we know, Cavs and Knicks. That's going to be a scuffle there. That's Sixers, Nets. Let me tell you something. Donovan Mitchell might score 40 every night there. Back in Cleveland, or I mean, in New York, yeah, going and playing New York, yeah. Because yeah. I don't, I haven't seen anybody that can guard him yet on the Knicks roster. And no, how many games does Embiid let this go? Huh? How many game? How many games? Uh, Sixers, Nets. How many games does Embiid let it go? That could be over in four. That could be over quick. Then you got Suns, Clippers. Clippers are hurt and they soft. So that thing could be over with quick too. Suns also is uh, I don't think Durant has lost a game that he's played. They've yeah, they've lost a right. game that Durant has played in. Right. I think he's only played in like nine or ten. Yeah, that's but enough. yeah. And then uh Kings and Warriors, which you already yeah. you you like the Warriors. Only because the Kings have no experience. No. But I mean, they that first game, Kings at home, if they can knock off the Warriors and make them doubt themselves about whether or not they can play on the road in the postseason. I'm not worried about it. They can win that first game. So let's talk about what the if you missed what happened with the Timberwolves. Uh, first off, Rudy Gobert gets into a fight in the uh, in the huddle, and he's told to leave. He's told, "All right, Send get out of here. You're going home." And then rookie Jaden McDaniels, I guess, upset about it, breaks walking walking down the tunnel, punches a uh, punches a wall, breaks his hand. I've never seen the wall lose that confidence. It never does. Undefeated. Nope. It it never does. Um, and you, I mean, in baseball, you know, not to punch it with your with your throwing hand. Yes. So that's but in, in the NBA, you know, you, you need both hands. This is true. Uh, Minnesota to me was a disappointment this year. I thought with Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards, they had enough to make it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Something went awry. Uh, Gobert was one of the great defenders of the league. He wasn't as defensive minded this year as he should have been. And he's had problems in the locker room before. I mean, uh, he and uh, Donovan Mitchell, they had some epic knockdown drag outs. He just didn't come out like we saw it on Sunday. But when it's all said and done, <clears throat> they don't have time to worry about that. They got to go out and play. And uh, I don't see the chances being very good. 
but they got enough talent to scare somebody, and that's the thing you have to be concerned about. Looking at the uh, the NHL playoffs for that start in a week, they still have a, a few games left on the year. Blues have two games left uh, before they uh, they wrap things up. Um, Bruins have already set a record for yeah, most wins in a season, 63 <clears throat> wins on the season. They have two games left to uh, to improve on that 131 points. There are still a few spots out there uh, in the in the east. Pittsburgh is one point back of both the Islanders and Florida. Uh, all three of those teams have two games left to play on the year. And in the uh, in the west, you have Winnipeg with 91 points, Calgary with uh, 90. Interesting that you mentioned two teams that made the biggest deal in the offseason in Calgary and uh, uh, Florida. Both teams we thought would be better, mm -hmm. and they're barely going to make the playoffs if they make the playoffs at all. Um, you know, there's, there's some pretty good matchups that's going to take place over in the NHL with regard to playoffs. Um, Calgary is an interesting team, although they're playing in spite of Daryl Sutter. Because if they don't get in, he'll be the first guy that gets fired. And then they ought to get rid of uh, Kadri because he's created a cancer within that mm -hmm. dressing room. Uh, when you look at some of those other teams, yeah, you know, they're in that position for a reason. They weren't consistent as they needed to be, but they can all be dangerous. And I think that's something everybody needs to take into account. I think it's wide open in the West. There's some really good teams. You think about the Kings and Colorado for two teams right off the top that jump out at you. But I want to go back to this Bruins thing for a minute. Yeah, I watched the Bruins a lot this year, and they're a really good hockey team. But I don't think they're as good as that 76 team, that Canadian team. And, and maybe this is a wrong comparison. Just look at all the Hall of Famers who are on that team. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe, they were going through teams. and They played less games. They were going through teams that year. And they, and they caught the Flyers. They sent the Flyers home in four in the finals. And the Flyers were as good as anybody. The Flyers started the season winning 33 in a row. Mm-hmm. Or they went 33 games without losing. So I'm going to still defer to the Canadian team. But this Boston team, you certainly tip your cap to them. And Jim Montgomery in his first year, Pasternak scoring 60 goals. I think that's the first 60-goal score they've had since Esposito did it. And he had 76 goals and 76 assists in the same year, uh, which is hard to do. Do you think the NHL is marketing – what has happened this season well enough because when you look at it look They've at what marked. i mean 63 you have a 63 win team as you mentioned a 60 goal scorer with that and then McDavid. you have Connor mcdavid who has scored 150 points have they done a good enough job of marketing i don't, I don't this? think they ever do uh these are legitimate stories and for some reason they get stuck in getting you know you know you know the nhl is known for it's not mcdavid or it's not Pasternak or the goaltender, they're talking about who's not dressing out for Pride Night. Mm -hmm. <coughs> this is where they missed the ball. You know, the gold standard for marketing is the NBA. They have their players and everything. NHL, you, you couldn't name four commercials. Yeah. You can tell it. I mean, and, and maybe it's a sport. I get it. But at the end of the day, this has been a very good season for the league that hasn't been highlighted. The uh, so this weekend, Claves. I'm going to be uh, Friday. I'm driving up to South Bend, Indiana. I'm running a half marathon up at Notre Dame this uh, this weekend. I have never been. I have never set foot in South Bend or the campus of Notre Dame before. It's, it's a nice place. It's a good place to visit. Um, they got a good Ruth Chris there. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, um, 
think I still know the owner. I'll check on it this week. All right. But it's a good place to go, especially this time of year. Spring on that campus is mm-hmm. really nice. And then you see all the history, the Golden Dome. You see touchdown Jesus, that whole nine yards. I the race is all through the campus. So the race oh, is all, it's called really the Holy Half. So it's yeah, uh, 13 miles it. all throughout now the, the campus. the problem is you got to keep your eye on the road instead of looking at everything. Right. You're going to run into a tree or something. Right. And I got to run fast too. So my plan, so run this and then I'm getting in the car and I'm driving to uh, south side of Chicago and uh, hitting White up Sox White Sox, Orioles, Orioles. Okay. There's, well, a, gi- there's a giveaway that uh, afternoon that I really want. It's a 1993 crew neck sweatshirt that uh, huh. that they're doing a giveaway uh, for. And that was one of the first baseball teams I ever watched. I was eight years old. Crew neck, huh? Yeah. Just a nice, yeah, just a nice sweatshirt that they uh, that they have. And well, I saw it. I want it. And it's, well, you, uh, you know, gosh darn it, go get it. Frank Thomas, uh, Robin Ventura, Harold Baines. I mean, uh, Jack McDowell, Alex Fernandez, yeah, Wilson Alvarez, how they didn't win, Roberto man. Hernandez. I mean, I can go on and on naming probably uh, 20 of the 25 on that roster that year. You know, Harold and I was Baines, eight. <laughs> really a, one of the nicest quiet guys you'll ever meet. You know, Harold Baines stood stood further in the back of the batter's box than anyone I've ever seen before. Well, I'll tell you one other guy used to be like George Hendrick. George Hendrick could wipe that back line out, <laughs> and he'd be almost in the catcher's lap. Uh, but Harold Baines would have had 3,000 hits had he not been hurt for mm-hmm. two years. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Doesn't say a lot, but when he does say something, it's always something pleasant. I think he's still on that White Sox coaching staff too, I, uh, unless they uh, I did, did they unless they cleared him out. But I think I, he I was kind of. I feel like he was kind of like the Willie McGee of the uh, the, the White well, Sox he, staff for that, a long that's time. A, that's where a, that's a good title yeah, to have. I don't think Harold's helping with many outfielders like Willie is. No, <laughs> Willie's got his hands full. I don't know. I don't know uh, if Harold owns a glove, but well, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't use one when he was playing. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that, that's my plans. But hey, if you're in town this weekend, plan on going out to the Cardinal game Sunday, April 16th. Cardinals host the Pirates. Away tickets? Uh, you tell me what they were giving away tickets. Right. Yeah, you tell uh, you tell me, and I'll put it out there. April 16th, the Cardinals host the Pirates, and that day, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home a mystery nickname jersey, courtesy of Maryville University. They're the powder blue jerseys. Here are your options for what uh, jersey you're going to get, Claves. It's a Goldie, number 46 jersey, a red, number two jersey. I like this one, the Machine, number five, or uh, Engine 42 on the uh, hmm. on the powder blue jerseys. The giveaway at Bush coming up this Sunday. We have some tickets for everybody for Thursday night's game for sure. Okay. We will uh, – and we'll give them all away at Joe Roderick. Follow me on Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll be sure to give them away on there all week long for all of the uh, all the games that we have. Hey, he's Mike Claiborne. I'm Joe Roderick. We have been out at Munganass Burkhart Alton Toyota here, 850 Homer Adams Parkway in Alton, Illinois. Come by, see Jamie, uh, tell him you want the Joe Roderick discount um, and see how see if they knock maybe like 50, 100 bucks off there. Tell him you want the Mike Claiborne discount. And, uh, they'll knock just, off more. Yeah, that. they'll knock off a lot more than uh, than that if you ask for the, for his, if you mention his name. We are out of here today. Daily Cards Live coming up uh, later on, I believe, a two-man game coming out this week before the NBA playoffs and new commish Rick Hummel article up right now at ClabesOnline.com. We'll talk to you later. Where were you on July 1st when Nato hit for the cycle? 
a cycle for Nolan Arenado. How about that? Congratulations to Nolan Arenado for hitting for the cycle. What a night for Arenado. Now you can add that moment in history to your bobblehead collection thanks to Coca-Cola and Walmart. On Friday night, 25,000 fans age 16 and over get a Nolan Arenado cycle bobblehead. That's Friday, April 14th. Get your tickets at cardinals.com. 